Welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Monday, September 10th, 2018. I hope that you all are doing well. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for listening. I ask that you subscribe on whatever platform that you might be listening on. And for those of you all that are returning, thank you so much for your continued and consistent support. It means the world to me. I'm excited about today's episode as we dive in to things not necessarily just focused around mental health, but life and general that affects our mental. But before we do that, I want to let you know that the Between the Dream podcast is brought to you by our sponsors at Fibersoul.com. Fibersoul is a shop for Christian streetwear that balances the latest styles and life-giving scripture. Fibersoul is apparel that speaks life. Right now, you can get 15% off of your first order using code Taylor15 at Fibersoul.com. So listen, I, I want to jump straight into this and I don't even want to hold you all along with this conversation today, but we need to be able to discuss breaking the cycle of pain before the cycle breaks us. And this is such an important conversation because this is something that I think we can all relate to. What inspired this for me? Um, I actually saw a video of the rapper J. Cole at concert the other day. You know, we lost Mac Miller um, last week to an apparent drug overdose. Um, And, um, you know, that was a a good friend of his and and listening to him just kind of share his thoughts. And he he did this. Well, the video that went up was only two and a half minutes, but it was powerful. He was just talking about how, you know, in life we see so much traumatic stuff or we go through so much stuff at a young age and nobody ever teaches us really how to deal with it. Right. We're taught how to just kind of manage, but not truly how to assess, how to deal and how to release ourselves from it so that that it doesn't control us and that it doesn't drive us crazy. You know, and he kept on going on talking about how so much stuff continuously happens over the years and it just piles on. And next thing you know, you're 20 years old and you're walking around with all of this baggage, with all of this stuff. And then, you know, next thing you know, you're 30 and it's more baggage and more stuff. And so this really spoke to something that I had been thinking about for a while anyway, was which was this idea of breaking the cycle before the cycle breaks you. Because essentially that's what happens. If you are continuously held down and beaten up by your baggage for so long, it's only a point, a certain point in time uh, before you surrender to it. I mean, if we can be completely honest, there's only a certain amount of time before you actually surrender to the very thing that is trying to take you out or that is beating you down. And we've got to be able to avoid that at all costs. And so that's the purpose of today's podcast. We need to talk about this real quick. And so we will be talking about breaking the cycle before the cycle breaks you. Um, many of us have. And, and, and the interesting part is that, like I, I've told you all before, trauma wears many different faces. Trauma looks different for each one of us. Um, what some people would consider trauma, others wouldn't. But one of the things I would encourage all of you all to do is not to, um, uh, I guess, just devalue somebody else's experience, right? Like everybody walks a different path. And one of the things that I'm understanding is that we all have a different level of of privilege that we have been able to experience certain things that others haven't and vice versa. So we can't get too caught up in the competing of what trauma is for one and what trauma isn't for another. So let's go ahead and hop into this, man. There are certain things that we deal with growing up that really get to us, constant traumas that go on in our life. And they don't just go on, they go unaddressed, right? Hopelessness, abandonment, violence and murder, bullying, depression, poverty. Um, Many times, one of the things that I think is so interesting is that as children, 
children, um, definitely for those of us who grew up in in very like rough environments. And I'm not just talking about like a standpoint of poverty, but of abuse of of a family that comes from, let's call it generational poverty or generational abuse or generational violence, generational bullying, um, generational depression, mental health issues that have gone unaddressed. And we joke about family members being crazy and that thing is passed on from generation to generation. One of the things that I noticed is that, you know, people always talk about, man, if you get lemons, you need to be able to make lemonade. But the unfortunate part is, is that many of us have gotten lemons, but no one has ever taught us how to make the lemonade. Right. And this is where the the understanding of being able to unpack the baggage comes in. Right. We we might have maybe an opportunity or two to do something to deal with the issues. But if you can't properly address what you're dealing with, if you've never learned to talk, many of us have grown up in households where we learned what happens in this house stays in this house. So we weren't able to talk to anybody. Our parents didn't want to talk about it. Um, our providers, our, our caretakers, they didn't want to talk about whomever it was that was over us. Many people go through this space where communication is lacked. And because of that, it, it turns into a bigger issue later on. And so we're walking around with this constant lead up that piles on nothing but mess uh, baggage that never gets addressed and then we just learn to deal with it but we never truly deal with it we learn to to manage it right and people say oh just deal with it it'd be like okay fine I dealt with it but the reality is we haven't dealt with it it was swept under the rug it was basically just kind of left there and we we did our best to ignore it but not realizing that in that process we actually started to pick up character flaws that lead to bad decisions, that lead to bad results, and then that add to the initial feeling we've been dealing with for years. And I want to break this down real quick because this is the cycle that has to be broken. When I say break the cycle, I don't want you to just think that that's a cute quote. This is the cycle that I'm talking about right here. Many times we go through things early on in life, and when they go unaddressed, it becomes baggage that piles on, right? And we never truly learn to deal with it. But this is what happens during the process of never learning to deal with it. There are certain things that speak to certain trigger areas of our traumas, of our experiences and of our lives. And because of this, what tends to happen is, is that every time we are triggered, every time that we are even the slightest bit emotionally riled, there there tends to be this space and time where we will act out on whatever it is that triggered us and we act out on those feelings. And during the process of acting out, we're actually picking up new character flaws that become a part of our life. We're, we're, we're gaining new things that we will utilize in moments of pain, in moments of trauma, in moments of triggering. And then what happens after a certain point in time, Time, those character flaws start to lead to bad decisions. So as we continue to feel certain ways, as we continue to be sad, once you think about the hopelessness that you felt all your life, as the baggage continues to pile on, you are making bad decisions based off of a bad character flaw that started from you not being able to address, assess, and truly deal with the things, the traumas, the experiences that led you up into this point in the first place. And then after doing that, we find ourselves going right back to the very feeling that brought us to where we are when it comes to all of the mess and drama and bad decisions in our life. We do all of these different things thinking that it's going to make us feel better, that it's going to help. And the reality is, is that it doesn't. What it 
it does is it loops us back into the beginning. After we get the high from making bad decisions, we're back to square one. And as we're at square one, we literally start the cycle over again. This is what we need to break because the reality is, like J. Cole said in this rant that he had, you will be 20 carrying the same stuff. Then you're 30 carrying the same stuff and then you're 40. But one thing that he didn't mention that I want to throw in there is that you're not just carrying the same stuff. You're now carrying more and you are being constantly weighed down. And this is the cycle that we need to break. We must break it. So how do we break it, guys? I'm going to give you some very simple, tangible things that you can do to break the cycle when it comes to this. I, and, and, and a part of this is going to be dispelling myths that we were taught. I know that many of us have gone through the what happens in this house stays in this house phase, but I'm here to let you know that it is okay to seek help. Yes, we want to save face so we can save our butts, but we live in a society in a time now where we can't afford to do that anymore. We have got to be real raw and transparent because our very being, our lives depend on it. That's how rough it's gotten on us mentally and emotionally. And because we don't know how to truly deal with it, if we continue to rest on these feelings and not say anything, we will be like a volcano waiting to explode. So I need for you all to understand that even though you were taught maybe by your parents, maybe by your elders, your grandparents, your aunts and uncles, that you aren't supposed to say anything or what happens in this house stays in this house. No, don't underestimate your small gestures of going out to seek help now in this space because what happens is is that you will allow that mentality to keep you held in bondage and you will go through and if you have children it is very easy for you to teach them the same thing and the the the, the weird part is that once you have a child your heart opens up right and you have so much love for your baby and you want to know what's going on with them but what happens when we teach them this type of methodology and then as it goes through the years we're frustrated because we don't know what's happening but it's a culture that we've been brought up in and that we've kind of helped to continue to push as well. Please don't underestimate your small gestures. Seek help. You can't talk to a therapist right now. No problem. Find a friend or trusted family member, maybe a wise counsel, a mentor, a pastor, somebody that you know and trust, right? And one of the things I understand is that our trust and support system doesn't always come from family members, or maybe it doesn't come from a specific family member, but you need to be able to talk to somebody because the reality is, is that seeking help and being able to get that stuff off of your chest will help you in in the, the toughest of times. You you're allowing yourself to release now. That way, when life hits you, as you continue to move forward, the hit doesn't push you over the edge to where you're ready to end it all in whatever way that will look like. So it's important for us to seek help. And I get it. Many people aren't too privy early on in talking to a therapist. And that's okay, because I definitely believe that there is a space for education and experience. There are some people with experience who can help you and they can be the gateway to therapy, right? I definitely think that therapy helps. Therapy is great, but you, you got to be able to start somewhere. And if even if you aren't able to find a therapist or you aren't ready for that, you can definitely find a good, trusted, trustworthy and a, a person that flows in good integrity and honor to at least share with them. Why am I overemphasizing this? Because I want you to understand that it's very easy to make the excuse on why we don't seek help. But then it's also very easy in that same breath to complain about the fact that we don't have any. 
a big part of this, and this is my second point for you, you've got to gain willingness to seek out a new life. There cannot be a contradiction coming from us that says in one breath, I don't want, I'm too embarrassed or I'm too this or I'm too that. All of these excuses of being too something. And, and that's the reason why we don't pursue or seek help. But then in the same breath, complain about how help isn't there. Help is there. But I think this really does speak to our heart when it comes to our willingness to do better and be better. So we have got to gain a true willingness to seek out a new life and finding alternatives that can help us to break what we've known for so long. We have got to gain some type of willingness in ourselves. And this is not something that somebody can give you. This is going to be something that you've got to tap into yourself with. You've got to be fed up with all of the nonsense that maybe you've allowed yourself to walk into and all of the nonsense that has happened to you. You've got to be fed up with excuses. You've got to be fed up with everything that has tried to make its way into your heart and call it a home. You have got to be fed up and you have got to want to truly pursue something new, a new life, a new path and new alternatives in order for you to break away from what you've known for so long. And that is the second part. You've got to be able to break away. The willingness is not just going to be a thing of the new, but the willingness is also going to be a thing of you being so fed up with the old that you can't deal with it anymore. What are you willing to break away from so that you can break the cycle before it breaks you? Guys, these are things that we need to consider. Otherwise, we will continue to run in a life-sucking abyss that will continue to drag you down, beat you down, and make you feel like you want to end it all as it pertains to your life and your process. A big part of willingness and a big part of finding new alternatives will come, and this is my third point, it will come with educating yourself, learning how to overcome your cycle starters, right? So a lot of this goes back to being able to address things from the root. What is the root cause? What started this? Being able to be mindful of those things, right? And I'm not saying you got to relive it, but what I am saying is you have to be able to identify it. And in identifying it, really putting that expiration date on that thing to say, this does not own me anymore. I've given you too much of my life. I've allowed you to stay for too long. It's time for you to go. You don't own me anymore. It's about being able to identify the thing, to give it an expiration date, to call it out by name and to cast that sucker out so that you don't have to continue to live through these traumatic experiences in your present day by being triggered by things that remind you of the very thing that gets you started in this negative cycle in the first place. So you got to be able to identify, address in order to move forward, right? Guys, and I just want to encourage you all, look, you can do this. I know it's hard, but this is why the education aspect, and when I say education, I don't mean going to school. I mean, truly just researching, having an understanding, listening to other people's experience. There are documentaries on the struggles that we have. When we talk about trauma and depression and sadness and fear and anxiety and suicidal thoughts and ways and mannerisms, when it comes to fatherlessness, motherlessness, hopelessness, people who have grown up in poverty. There are so many resources at our disposal, but the unfortunate part is, and this is the final point that I'm going to give you, many times we don't get a chance to educate ourselves on how to break out of negative cycles because we're distracted by things that are going to do nothing but keep us in them, i.e. social media, i.e. the wrong friend 
friends, i.e. TV, all of the things that keep us numbed and, and put us in a position to where we're not truly being proactive in figuring out what it takes to heal. We don't know what true self-care looks like. We don't know what living our best really looks like. I'm sorry, Siri, excuse me, living our best life really looks like because the reality is, is that we've been stuck in a cycle for so long. We're just doing things that make us feel happy, but it's not living our best life. It's not us actually actively pursuing the things that will help us to heal and recover from the hurts and pains that keep us in the space of pain, trauma, and making bad decisions as we continue to grow in these bad decisions lead to more baggage and these baggages cause us to go right back to the very feeling of sadness, that mundane space or whatever the case might be. And in that, this is what we tend to do. We allow the cycle to continue. So we've got to educate ourselves. We have got to get to a point where we put our understanding and knowing of our issues over the things that keep us numbed and help us to ignore them. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not losing in life. You're not failing. You are simply between the dream. You deserve to be able to break the cycle, whatever that cycle might be for you. You deserve to be able to break that cycle before the cycle breaks you. And I pray that you do so and that you do so in time because your life has so much more purpose and value to it. But you will never be able to tap into it if you stay stuck in this place and if you allow the cycle to continue to run rampant in your life. It's time to choose you over choosing your problems. You're not losing in life. You're not failing. You are simply between the dream. What is between the dream? It's not just the title of this podcast and it's not just the title of one of my books. Between the dream is a way of life. The point between your present moment and your promise is your process. Between the dream is the process. When you embrace your process, you embrace your progress. And when you embrace your progress, you can walk into every promise, purpose, and plan that is meant for your life. Make sure you stay in tune with me. All of my books that go in depth with these things are on my website. You should really take some time to check it out. I believe each book is $10 a piece. That is richardtaylorjr.com. There, I've also got merchandise. I got the fall line hoodies and sweatshirts for the Love Between My Scars series on sale on the website as well. Follow me on Instagram, Jr. Facebook, Richard L. Taylor Jr. And Twitter is at TrulyTaylorMade. I love you guys. I hope you all have a great and productive week. Don't forget that this month of September is National Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. Why am I bringing all of these different conversations to you? Because I don't know where you are in life, but I don't want you to attempt and or commit any. And when I say commit, because I know people get really funny when you use the term commit suicide. I'm talking about a commitment. You literally give yourself over. When I was in my space of constant suicide attempts, I was committed to dying. So this is why I say it the way that I do. I just want to throw that out there because, like I said, I know we can get caught up in in. In, in the verbiage of things and that's really pointless right now so what I want you to understand is I don't want you to make a commitment to death and when I say death I don't mean just a physical death but I mean a commitment to walking away from your dreams a commitment to walking away from your purpose and a commitment to walking away from the goals and the visions that God has given you this is why I'm stressing all of this so heavy this month because suicide wears many different faces you're not losing in life you're not failing you're simply between the dream talk to you soon Peace.